Everyone, I hope we're rolling out of bed on the right side. I hope we're feeling good. I'd like to think the coffee's kicking in, but if not now, hopefully 20 minutes. And if we're not drinking coffee, well, you're a brave soul. Are we on the bus, the car, walking, running, biking? Are we on our commute? It doesn't really matter, but everyone, I mean, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast number 11. My name is John. Well, here's my thing. Everyone, I've, I've mentioned before, in the past four years, I've actually put on 30 pounds, 30 pounds. How do I feel about it? That's a good question. Not good. Um, no, not good at all. The, the issue would be if I didn't take action, but I think, you know, I'm going to take this podcast as a sense to, like, I'm putting it out there. I'm going to make something happen. So I have a few options right now. I could A, join a gym. I could B, not join a gym and just maybe go on some runs and do some push-ups and sit-ups which I think is maybe all I need, or or see, I could do nothing at all. Hope it works itself out. I'm gonna rule out C because I've I've been doing that for the past you know year. A or B. Now here's the thing, gyms, and here's my thing. So first time in my life, I've never been attached to a gym via like a school or my parents. So all of it's gonna come out of my wallet. I gotta take in pricing. How much should I be paying for a monthly membership to the gym? If I'm going three, maybe four times a week, what's a good price? Because apparently 24-hour fitness is rocking 40 bucks a month, which seems like an absolute steal. When you think that I get access to a weight room, a cardio room, I don't know, treadmills, basketball courts, that seems, that seems very nice. But I want to be honest, when, when, I, when I say it like that, do I, I don't know if I need a gym. I feel like with discipline, I could very well go on a lot of runs a week, three or four, a few miles each time, and do some push-ups, sit-ups, maybe get some discipline stretching in. And then I think that's all I really, I think that's all I need. I feel like the gym, here's what the gym is to me. I guess this really is my main point. Gyms do help. They have a lot of equipment. You can get creative with what you're doing. I think that's a benefit. On top of that, I feel like the gym holds you accountable, right? You put that deposit down, you're in for it. You're, it's coming out of your bank no matter what. There's a, there's a no cancellation fee. So I could technically, I mean, do I want to sit on the couch and not go to the gym while I'm getting $40 retracted by 24-hour fitness? I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't really, that doesn't sound too nice. It, when I paint the picture like that, it sounds like I need to go to the gym, but why am I not, I feel like, here's the thing, why am I not considering CrossFit? I'm both like addressing everyone, but I'm also addressing myself. I feel like I've seen so many memes and jokes about people who do CrossFit that I just automatically assume that's not in the cards, when that very well could be in the cards. Am I about to join CrossFit? That might, I, I literally have not considered it. I almost think it would be very, well, here, what do you, so it's CrossFit, to my understanding, this is CrossFit. It is quick reps of not extremely heavy things. And you mix in cardio, and I think with each gym membership, you get a free pair of Oakleys, like a free pair of athletic sportswear Oakleys with each CrossFit gym membership. So that's actually a huge plus, because I'm pretty sure those Oakleys are like $120, bucks, and plus I'll, I will look like I do CrossFit, which is that a plus? I think that also is a plus, because if I look like I do CrossFit, therefore I will look like I'm in shape. So is this how it works? Oakley's is CrossFit, CrossFit is shape. Does that also mean I could 
completely evade the year-round gym costs and just buy a pair of Oakleys and automatically drop these 30 pounds. And you know what? When we spin it like that, why do I want to lose these 30 pounds? I say it like it's a bad thing. I saw a photo of myself, a uh, senior of high school, walking around at you know, a very lean 155, and that's not a bad thing. The biggest issue for me, though, with this recent weight gain, like I've said, is my pants. Pants are very tight. I don't want to have to buy new pants. So I either pay the, oh my gosh, this opens up a whole new floodgate. So everyone, it's not do I pay for the gym membership, it's do I pay for the gym membership or do I buy new pants? And when you put it like that, so let's say, let's just, for the sake of it, we're doing 24-hour fitness, it's 40 bucks a month. I'm going to do math right now. And let's say I commit for a, just to make things easy, one year, right? So 40 bucks times 12, that's $480. If I go to H&M and I buy five pairs of pants, I very well could sneak away with $150 of pants. And that's one for, you know, let's just make it seven, $210 worth of pants. Everyone, that's a $270 difference. Assuming I maintain this weight, assuming I, I do extremely minimal athletic activity and I just kind of hold this weight, I don't know how much more my body might get. I think it's blatantly obvious. I don't, why would I join a gym? I'll just buy more pants. Wait, if I have $270 left over from just buying more pants, I could probably afford two pairs of Oakleys. Okay, yeah, it's simple. I don't think I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to buy some pants and some Oakleys, and I think it's just going to work itself out from there. I think it'll just work itself out. Everyone, I um, was talking with a friend recently. Uh, we weren't talking about CrossFit. We weren't talking about my recent weight gain. And we weren't, we weren't even talking about Oakley's. We were talking about the appropriate time to tell your kids or tell children that Santa Claus isn't real. I was talking with Emily, and she brought up a very brilliant point. It was, i got to give her credit. She brought up this question. Um, and this is tough. You could, you know, I, everyone, I feel like we all pin like the birds and the bees talk is the big talk for children when they're younger. And it's a huge talk. That is a huge talk. I don't want to undersell it at all. But breaking the news to your children that the man that has been sneaking into your house and just dropping gifts off once a year for literally their whole life isn't real. That's a, that's a shocker. And I think at that age, kids, I mean, we're not, and I'm saying this myself, you know, you're not at the time, mature enough or maybe intellectually sound to, to, to comprehend that your parents are actually doing all the work and we should, so, we should show some appreciation to them. And I don't know how many parents are struggling with this. I don't know if there's a, if there's a method, is there, if there's a crash course on how to actually break the news. But I want to propose my solution. I don't have any kids, keep in mind, so I've never actually had to do this. But when my kids... Uh, when my kids become of that age, right, and, and I could say 8 to 10 years old is the best time to break the news, I think um, I want it to be special for So I want them to think that Santa Claus is real, right? And that's the biggest issue. I want them to know he's real. I want them to have the golden years. And the, I, you could argue the golden years go all the way up through third grade. I'm going to cap my Santa Claus knowledge on my kids. I think, um, let's say their eighth Christmas, um, and if they don't know already, I think on December 29th, after their eighth Christmas, I'll give them some time to kind of cooperate. 
and flow and you know they've, they've written their thank you cards they've gone through the process we're approaching New Year's I think that's when I'm going to set them aside and be like every single one of those gifts that you just got your mother and I bought for you and then she'll obviously hit me with the what about but Santa Claus and I'm like no he's actually not real he's never been real we've bought every single gift for you your literal entire life you haven't written one thank you card. Like I'll, I'll, I think I'll leverage it like that. Will I be as serious? Probably not. But the leverage point is here, and this is key. I'm going to leverage the fact that I that quote unquote Santa Claus has been getting absolutely fantastic gifts, fantastic gifts for uh, my daughter every every single year. I'm going to leverage that, and I'm going to try to spin it in a way. I'm going to kind of like plan it like an, an inception, so that she has a moment of aha that. It, you know, instead of being mad that I just told her Santa Claus isn't real, she recognizes that I and her, her mother and I were actually the Santa Clauses. And we were the ones who did that. And I'd like to think there's a little bit of gratitude in there. And look, this is, this is all speculative. There's no cutout way. If there was a cutout way to do this, if there was a cookie cutter way to tell kids that, look, Santa Claus isn't real, grow up, we would all do that. But it's not. It's delicate. That's why I almost think you got to plant clues. What if... I think the best way you could do it is if you subtly hinted that he was never a real thing and you, and you, you force them to use logic and you, and you drop subtle hints throughout the first six years of their life. So when, you know, they turn seven, eight, whatever you want to do, they connect the dots, right? They connect the dots. Maybe you slip a little bit of an espresso shot in their milk before bed so they actually stay up all night and then they can see that Santa Claus never came down but it was actually uh, her mother and I who were eating the cookies, the celeries, the carrots, it's with the ranch, by the way. Don't catch me slipping. And then um, and putting the, 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 you know, the Christmas presents under the tree. That would be interesting Christmas morning after the espresso shot. I don't think, I don't think things would go that well. And also, I, I am aware that there are adults who listen to this podcast. And some of you actually have kids. I would love to hear how the news got broken or if people found out. Also, I don't know if this is a touchy subject. I'm just kind of giving my input. Um, because, you know, I'd like to have, I, I think, you know, be- becoming a father around the age 31 would be nice. I'm now 23. I think eight years gives me just enough time to plan and prep and blueprint everything I'm going to do. So when it comes time to like the execution, I've drilled it enough times where me and my wife, my partner and I, we can firmly and firmly grasp the concept and nail it every single time. So we, 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 can, we can map out this spider web, right? This domino effect. Embrace for the impact of that realization. See that light bulb pop up that Santa Claus isn't real, that there are not reindeer taking a sleigh away. And then I hope that leads to this. I hope, it, hypothetically, when my daughter Josefina realizes that Santa Claus isn't real, she's then able to find all the brilliant, cheesy plot holes in every single Christmas movie that there's ever, on Lifetime, I, I will say that. There are, on Lifetime specifically, not other ones. But I hope that allows her at a very young age to analytically break down these Lifetime movies, not bash them as much as actually appreciate them. That would be ideal. So, you know, I just spun this. It's not necessarily the fact that I need to know when I have to tell my daughter, look, he's not real. But it's more of the fact that I have to um, help her understand and appreciate the less finer things in life that is Lifetime television. I'm going to keep pondering this. This This is kind of a... It's a very, it's an interesting topic. And I, and I do like, and I think every year around Christmas time, I'm going to think, how should I break the news? How do I do it? Do I let them do it? 
My wife, will she do it? I, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's a, tough, that's a tough thing to paint. But nonetheless, everyone, I'd like to think that coffee is kicking in even greater right now. Um, whether we're about to step into the office, a meeting, whatever it might be. Uh, have a tremendous week, tremendous day. Thank you for rocking with me again. This is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. And well, this was my thing. Till next time.